when you really get back home to God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. And so this episode will be pretty much just a bunch of random and miscellaneous topics and points. Um, Generally, I would say exposing darkness. But like I said, just some miscellaneous random points. And so in TPR 80, I spoke about Jonathan Taze. I spoke about the NHL and some rituals with NHL with Jonathan Taze and just a quick piece of information pretty much the NHL reported that they are going to start up their season in January and it's going to be a 56 game season so if you guys are familiar with really any of these episodes um, from the second season you know about gematria which is the process of coding numbers and letters into words as we know everything with the coronavirus has to do with the number 56 in gematria for example coronavirus equals 56 as well as many other mainstream events agendas all summing to 56 so 56 is the number of coronavirus so that's exactly why the nhl is having a shortened 56 game season because again The whole reason it's a shortened season is because of coronavirus. So coronavirus equals 56 in Gematria. That's why the NHL is having a 56-game season. It's because of the coronavirus that they're having shortened seasons and that they're starting in January. It's because of the coronavirus. That's why the NHL has a 56-game season. Coronavirus equals 56 in Gematria. And so speaking of pro sports, pretty much... This is just a random point from a few years ago, but just a really simple way to see how scripted pro sports really are, how scripted the NFL is, how scripted the Super Bowl is. So if you remember a few years ago, um, I think it was Super Bowl 50, but a few years ago, if you remember, Cam Newton played in the Super Bowl. It was the Panthers versus the Broncos, and pretty much this was when Peyton Manning, you know, just think about this, Peyton Manning, goes out after winning the Super Bowl, like he retired after winning that Super Bowl, just like when Ray Lewis retired after he won the Super Bowl. Like it's always the storybook ending for these players, for Ray Lewis, for Peyton Manning. Why is it that they always 
are in the Super Bowl and then they win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's perfect scripts. That's why they have Peyton Manning riding off into the sunset after he wins the scripted Super Bowl. So that's exactly what happened a few years ago with this Cam Newton Super Bowl. And I mean, aside from what I just said, when they have Ray Lewis retire after winning the Super Bowl and Peyton Manning doing the same thing, aside from that, just look at this Cam Newton play in the fourth quarter of this Super Bowl. If you remember, it was because in the play that that I'm speaking about, that I'm referencing, Cam Newton got strip sacked. He fumbled the ball. It was because Von Miller, he won the MVP of that Super Bowl because it was scripted that way. So that's why this was a scripted play for Von Miller to get the strip sack fumble. And in the play, after Cam Newton fumbled the ball, he very blatantly could have recovered it, but he hesitated and he didn't jump on the ball. He went to reach down and then he pulled himself back up and he he second guessed himself and he didn't dive on the ball. He didn't jump down. He didn't even go for it. He pulled away, right? So that's how you can obviously see it's a scripted game because if it was a real game, any person, just their natural instinct would have been to lay out for the ball, to do anything, to even try to get the ball. He didn't even try. He completely pulled back. He pulled away. So if you want to argue and say, oh, I'm not even going to hear any arguments because any person out there, male or female, no matter who you are, if you played in any type of sport, even if it was just if you played in any type of competition, when you're in the moment of a competition, your natural instincts, your competitive nature, competitive instincts will kick in. And that is how in in intense moments of sports games, you can make unbelievable plays because your natural instincts really take over in a sense. Now, I'm not talking about pro leagues. I'm talking about just any of us that have played sports. That's how you can make moves or make plays because you're you're just feeling the moment in the game. So I'm not going to believe that Cam Newton playing in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to believe that his natural instincts were not there in that moment to jump on the ball because any person that's ever played any type of competitive game would know that in the Super Bowl of all games, that would be the time to jump on the ball and do everything to get it. So I'm not even going to hear the argument of, oh, it wasn't scripted because it was. It was scripted for Peyton Manning to win. It was scripted for Peyton Manning to win. And again, that's why they had Von Miller be the MVP because it would be too obvious if they had Peyton Manning be the Super Bowl MVP, then he retires. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. They have Peyton Manning win it. He retires Von Miller is the MVP. He gets the important fumble strip sack at the end of the game. And that's exactly why Cam Newton did not jump on the ball, but he followed the script because he knew how the game had to end. He knew how that play had to end. And that's why he didn't recover it. So, so that just shows what type of league it really is and what type of competitors these guys really are because they're not competitors. They just follow the script. Um, and that's very easy to see. So just Go watch that highlight of Cam Newton pulling out, pulling back. And that shows you everything you need to know about the NFL. They're not bosses. They're not real men. They follow the script. And it's about as simple as that. And any person that played any sport, any competitive game would know what I just said is true. And so to stick with the NFL, pretty much, I just want to touch on this. This is another point of how so obviously scripted this league, the NFL, really is. So... For the people that care about the NFL, the people that care about the Philadelphia Eagles, pretty much 
Carson Wentz was their QB. Now they have Jalen Hurts, right? So let's just show how this is obviously so scripted, right? Just a year ago, Carson Wentz pretty much had an unbelievable year. And the Eagles had like a terrible roster. They had really no good guys. I'm going to say what the stat was from his 2019 season. But then all of a sudden this year, apparently Carson Wentz is terrible. Not to mention Carson Wentz, you know, had pretty much good seasons before this. But apparently this season, he's really bad, right? So all the people that care about the NFL that care about this, they're like, oh, debating over Wentz versus Hurts and everything like that. And it's really funny to me because these fans of the Eagles, just a few months ago when they drafted Jalen Hurts, they were like, why did we draft him? It makes no sense. Like we, we have Wentz. Like why would we even need this? The reason they drafted him is because they know it's a scripted league. The owners all know how the season is going to go. They know that Carson Wentz is not going to have a good season. So that's exactly why they are instructed to draft Jalen Hurts. But just a few months ago during the draft, everyone was perplexed at why they made that pick. It made no sense. And then they have such short-term memory that they can't even think back to why they were confused about it and just take a step back and be like, yeah, it makes no sense. So now let me show the stat from 2019, right? This is the stat. Wentz finished the 2019 season with 4,039 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. He became the first QB in franchise history to pass for at least 4,000 yards and the first in the NFL to do so without any receiver catching at least 500 yards. So he, the last part of that stat is he became the first QB in franchise history to pass for at least 4,000 yards and the first in the NFL to do so without any receiver of his catching at least 500 yards. That was just in 2019. But then apparently, so what I'm saying is that stat is showing that last year, Carson Wentz's receivers, none of them cleared 500 yards. So he didn't have good receivers around him at all the whole season, yet he still threw for 4,000 yards. However, and that's never been done before in the NFL, and it was also a franchise record as well. But then apparently just one season later, Wentz is so terrible, he can't even start a game anymore. Now he's pulled out um, for Jalen Hurts. And I, like just to clear it up, like I can't stand Carson Wentz. I can't stand any of these players in these leagues. Like I'm just saying it's so obviously a script. That's why they choose Jalen Hurts in the draft it, inexplicably. After, you know what I'm saying, Wentz signs a a $100 million deal. That's how you can see that Wentz is not a real man of God. He's not a real man. He, it's such a masquerade. I'm not even going to expose it. But you cannot be a $100 millionaire and be a man of God. And you can't play in scripted leagues and be a man of God. And if he was really righteous, if he really believed in Jesus, like he says, he's talking about the false depiction Jesus Carson Wentz is. But if he really was a believer, like he says, he would tell people to not walk around with his jersey on. He would tell people not to practice idolatry. He would tell people that the league is scripted. He would tell people to repent. He doesn't do any of that. He just says, oh, come out and watch the games, put my jersey on and practice idolatry, make an idol out of me. That's not a man of God. That's not a believer. And only people with no discernment actually think that Wentz is a man of God. And that's why it's laughable to me. But again, it's just to stick with the scripts of the NFL, it's very simple to see. That's why they drafted Jalen Hurts, because they knew that they would need a quarterback because Wentz was going to have a bad season. It's all a script. It's very obvious. Um, and just one season ago, Wentz was tearing it up with no receivers. And now this year, he's he's terrible. So it makes absolutely no sense.
Um, and that's just, it's laughable to me because the fans of the Eagles, like I said, they were just perplexed about this pick months ago, but you can't even connect the dots of why they really did it. Hmm. But that's just some NFL points for you. A random point is like, if people, because I always speak about how sports are so obviously scripted and, you know, just a year ago, I was just like these people who cared about pro sports watching it myself. And so if someone is wondering like, well, Rai, you weren't always awake. Your eyes weren't always open. Yeah, that's exactly true. But the difference is like these people who refuse to believe the truth now, the difference is before when I was asleep, I didn't have someone trying to show me every day or giving me straight up examples telling me of how scripted the league is. Um, I didn't have people doing that. So for all the people who, when I show them truth about how the leagues are scripted and they keep their eyes shut and just say, no, I don't believe it or I ignore it or whatever, like that's how it's a difference. Because for me, as soon as I saw one example, I was like, of course, it's all scripted. As soon as I realized I completely accepted it and agreed and understood that it was scripted. So in a sense, that's how it's different. You're right. All of us that are awake, there was all a time where our eyes were shut. And that's very true. And not everyone has eyes to see, not everyone has ears to hear. But the bottom line is many of us are trying to wake people up now and people still don't want to hear it. So, you know what I'm saying? When I was asleep, yeah, we all were asleep at one point. But then once we hear the truth, we awaken and come out of the darkness, come out of the false lies and we start walking and living in truth. So that's really where the difference lies. And that's why I go so hard trying to wake people up out of this because it's really no excuses. Once you see how scripted these leagues are, it's really time to forsake them and leave them behind because they're all just scripted lies, honestly. So, you know, that's just how it is. That's just what it is, you know? It's whatever, that's how it goes. And so to transition away from sports, pretty much in TPR 74, I spoke about Catholicism and exposing Catholicism as a false religion. I was showing how it is in fact a lie and a false religion. I also, in addition to exposing Catholicism as a false religion, I also exposed Christmas really as a false uh, holiday as well. It's a pagan holiday. I'll get to that a little bit later on, but I just have some other points regarding Christmas and really just how we cannot be celebrating this pagan holiday of Christmas. So those initial points were in TPR 74 and now some other points really about Christmas. So this is really straightforward and simple to understand, but if you look at the word Santa, and then if you look at the word Satan, it's the exact same letters just rearranged. The only difference from Santa to Satan, in Satan, it's an N at the end, but Santa and Satan are identical letters. It's really a play on words, Santa and Satan. So as far as gematria, if you put them together in the four main ciphers, Satan and Santa have identical, identical gematria in all four ciphers of gematria. And so I'll speak more about the Satan and Santa real quick, but that's how you could just see that Christmas is a lie. It's a dark side holiday, Santa, Satan. But before I elaborate more, pretty much if you don't believe me that Christmas is a pagan holiday, that every holiday is a pagan holiday, unless it's written in the word, which I covered in TPR, 73. I covered all the festivals and the feast days that are written in the word, the festivals and the feast days of the Most High. I covered that in TPR 73. So 
Unless it's one of those holidays, it's a pagan holiday pretty much. But if you don't believe me, you could pretty much just Google this um, and it'll come right up. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out actually. And I'll take the, the next step for you. And I'll actually Google some of these and read what comes up when you Google about some of these holidays. So if you Google, is Christmas a pagan holiday? The first thing that comes up from CBS News is, though December 25th is the day Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the date itself and several of the customs we've come to associate with Christmas actually evolved from pagan traditions celebrating the winter solstice. And then it goes on to say, in ancient Rome, there was a feast called Saturnalia that celebrated the solstice. And there was gift giving during this, just like we have at Christmas. So again, if you Google, is Christmas a pagan holiday? It says, though December 25th is the day Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the day itself and several of the customs we've come to associate with Christmas actually evolved from pagan traditions celebrating the winter solstice. And in ancient Rome, there was a feast called Saturnalia that celebrated the solstice. So again, not just Santa and Satan, those are really identical. That's really what the concept of pretty much Christmas and Santa have been disguised by Satan. That's why there's this similarity between Santa and Satan. And then another thing that represents Satan is actually Saturn. That's why Saturn and Satan are very close together. And that's why I said the demonic Nike logo is very demonic because the Nike logo is the ring of Saturn and Saturn is Satan. That's what it represents. So when you do Saturn worship from the Nike logo, that is Saturn worship, Satan worship. And then when they did the black cube, the black box on Instagram, that was the black box ritual of Saturn, the black cube of Saturn, the black cube of Satan. So from the black box ritual of Saturn, that's Satan. And then the Nike logo, which is the ring of Saturn, that's Satan. So that's exactly why Christmas is disguised because it says right here, though December 25th is the day Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the date itself and several other customs we've come to associate with Christmas actually evolved from pagan traditions celebrating the winter solstice. In ancient Rome, there was a feast called Saturnalia that celebrated the solstice where they did gift giving. So it says that a lot of the customs actually evolved from pagan traditions celebrating the winter solstice. So they tell you that you're celebrating the birth of Jesus. He was not born in December. He was not born on December 25th. That is a lie. It's made up. They disguised it and they said, oh, we're going to pretend like we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. But it's evolving from celebrating the winter solstice. And that's why it was called Saturnalia, because they were celebrating Saturn, which is Satan. And Saturnalia, think about that word. It's like Saturnalia, Saturn. That's exactly what it is, Saturn and Satan. So that's what Christmas has evolved from. And whether you believe that or not, just the bottom line is it's a pagan holiday. It says it's evolving from pagan customs, pagan traditions. And in the word, it says renounce pagan ways. Do not walk how the the heathen walk. Don't, don't walk how the heathen walk. Don't live how the heathen live. Don't live like them. We are supposed to honor the ways of the most high, not the ways of the heathens with these heathen holidays, which includes Christmas. And so just a couple others that I Googled for you just to help you understand. So if you Google our birthdays pagan, the first thing that comes up, 
Birthdays were first considered to be a pagan ritual in Christian culture. So it's as simple as that. From Christmas to birthdays, they're pagan holidays, pagan rituals, pagan traditions. That's why I don't acknowledge, I don't celebrate my own birthday or anyone's birthday. We don't, in a word, you never read about birthdays. It's because of Yah that we are here any day of our lives, not the day, not just the day that we were born, but every single day is a blessing from Yah that we're alive. We don't have to make idols out of ourselves saying, oh, this is my day to be celebrated, my day to be worshipped. No, we don't have to do any of that. Every single day we have to live and worship and praise the Most High that He even allowed us to have this many days on earth, this many years on earth. So it's not about us anymore. It's not about celebrating our birthdays anymore. It's about celebrating the Most High. And whether you believe it or not, Christmas and birthdays, they are pagan. And then one more for, for you. So Easter pagan holiday, if you look that up, first thing that comes up on Google. Well, it turns out Easter actually began as a pagan festival celebrating spring in the Northern Hemisphere long before the advent of Christianity. So it says it right there, celebrating spring in the Northern Hemisphere because it's all worshiping things that we shouldn't be worshiping. All we should worship and honor is the Most High, not any of this nonsense from that we get from these pagan ways. That's why they disguise it to make you think that it's celebrating whatever. It's not celebrating anything of the Most High. It's celebrating all abominations. That's why they're pagan holidays disguised to trick you. And they're all really coming from these these false religions of Christianity, Catholicism, that's where these holidays are really being pushed by and where they're coming from, really. Again, I said about in ancient Rome, I said, who crucified Yahushua? Who? It's the Roman Catholic Church. So this Saturnalia was being practiced in ancient Rome. So it's really not hard to see where all this came from. It's coming from the Roman Catholic Church. So that's why these pagan holidays are pushed by the Roman Catholic Church, and that's why it's really dark side. It's Saturn, Satan. That's really what it is on the dark side. And they just disguise it as Christmas, your birthday, Easter, whatever they want to disguise it as, but it's really getting you to worship from Saturn to all these other abominations. That's what the dark side is doing. And they're doing it through the Roman Catholic Church, through these pagan holidays. One more point with the Christmas tree. You really should listen to TPR 74. Honestly, that gives a lot of information about Christmas, the Christmas tree, and showing you what it really is. And one more point, and one more point with the Christmas tree is like, think about what goes on top. The star, which is the pentagram. That's what I showed what it is. It's a demonic pentagram. That's what the star is. That's why that goes on top. It's all straight abominations and it's all getting you to worship demonic things, demonic energies, demonic spirits. This is a spiritual war that has been going on since ancient Rome. These are spiritual, spiritual energies, spiritual demonic energies. That is what is going on. It's a spiritual warfare of light versus dark. That's why the dark side, they try and get the masses under the spell of celebrating these pagan holidays, getting them to worship dark side things without even realizing it. That's why we have to wake up and really awaken out of this and really come to the light side, really get out of the dark and start doing as much light work as possible. And that really means exposing darkness. So, you know, from Santa, that's Satan. It's the same amount of words, the exact same letters being used. It's just rearranging one letter, switching one letter, Santa, Satan, and then Saturn, 
is Satan as well. That's what it is. So the Nike logo is the ring of Saturn and the ring of Saturn represents Satan. So that's really just what it is from Santa and Satan to Saturn and Satan. That's what it is from the dark side. They're trying to get you to worship Satan in the dark side without you even realizing it. So that's why we must only worship Yah and fight against the dark side and really just do light work. So that's why in the name of Yahuwah, I rebuke the darkness. In the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, I rebuke all this darkness that I spoke about and exposed. Yahuwah rebuke you to the dark side. I expose and rebuke the dark side energies in the name of Yahuwah and in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach. And that's why I refuse to honor anything besides the Most High God, Yah, Yahuwah. So I praise and give the glory to Yah. I exalt the name of Yahuwah. Eloheinu, the Lord our God, and I exalt the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, salvation in the Messiah. Repent, read the word, pray, and be strong out here, and really just keep forsaking darkness. You are not alone out there, my beloved, because I'm right here with you, forsaking darkness, forsaking pagan holidays, trying to live my life in righteousness, trying to honor the ways of the Most High and honor the Most High in every way that I can. So you are not alone out there, my beloved. There are many of us out here who are getting back to honoring the real ways of Yah and forsaking all this darkness. So together, that's how we're going to do it. And step by step, day by day, that's how we get to true righteousness. That's how we get to the truth. That's how we really continue to do light work and really be saved by Yah. So I've been saved so that you can be saved. So keep repenting, keep reading the word, keep growing your discernment, and you will keep understanding what needs to be forsaken. And that's how you will get closer to truth and closer to salvation. So glory to Yah, praise to Yah. And I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. I think that's everything. If the Most High wishes, if he allows, I'll see you for another episode. But until then, just stay blessed, stay strong. Keep that head up, all right? Much love, much faith to you. Bless. Love.